Welcome to South Sound Connected, a podcast where we'll talk to the people behind the wheel and discover how transit connects us all to life here in the 253. Welcome aboard. Let's go for a ride. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six. My name is Penny Grellier, and I appreciate you tuning in. Today on South Sound Connected, we're going to talk with Andy Arnest, Community Development Administrator, and with Lynn Cunningham, Community Development Analyst, about how the Pierce Transit Vanpool program works and their roles in that process. So welcome, Andy and Lynn. Thanks for having us. Uh, Can you each tell the listeners a little bit about your roles at Pierce Transit, Andy, if you'd like to start? Yeah, so as you mentioned, I'm the Community Development Administrator. I've been with Pierce Transit for just a little over two years now already. And I manage the business support team, which is primarily focused on managing the or running the VAMPL program. Okay. Lynn? I am a Pierce Transit employee for going on 30 years almost, amazingly. Um, and I've been with the VAMPL department for, uh, oh goodness, since 2005. So, um, as you mentioned, I'm a community development analyst, and uh, my job is helping Vanpool customers. Okay, uh, Andy, our listeners are aware of Pierce Transit Fixed Route Service, aka riding the bus, but I think Vanpool is somewhat of a hidden gem. Um, some people may not realize it's affiliated with Pierce Transit, so could you please give us kind of a high-level summary of the program and how it fits into the mission of Pierce Transit? Yeah, certainly I like that hidden gem. I, I think that uh, Vanpool is certainly one of Pierce Transit's hidden gems as well. Um, and for those that haven't discovered our program yet, Vanpool is a group of 3 to 15 people who share their commute to and from work. We have a variety of Vanpool be- uh, vehicles that we do issue to our groups that range from 7 to 15 passenger. Each rider pays a low monthly fare that covers the cost of the vehicle, the fuel, the maintenance, cleaning, and insurance. This allows for a much more cost-effective commute option when compared to commuting solo in a personal vehicle. For example, our average fare is only about $140 a month, so it's super economical in comparison. Um, And one thing that we really focus on is safety. That's our number one priority for our customers, and we pride ourselves in providing uh, a service that is safe, reliable, um, and something that people can rely on to get to and from work. To give everybody just a little bit of a background on the program, we started in 1986 with only seven Vanpool groups. So not very many, I think we had one spare van at that time too, so eight total vehicles if you can imagine. And then at our peak in 2018, we had 321 active groups, so a very sizable VAMPL program at that point, I think it was the 14th largest in the nation. Um, Due to the ongoing COVID pandemic though, just like everybody else, we've experienced service level reductions that are similar to our fixed route service here at Pierce Transit, which has resulted in about a 42% reduction in the size of our program. So today we currently have 184 active Vanpool groups, and that just means that we are in a great position to bring on new groups and reach out to those that may not have heard about our service before. So that's, it's hard to believe starting out with seven Vanpools and then how many are, or have been active recently. Um, Lynn, could you tell us some of the benefits that a group of coworkers would experience if they decide to, to join up with Vanpool? Uh, sure. So the biggest cost savings that people notice, and probably the reason that most people join Vanpool, is um, for the money that they save on fuel. Mm-hmm. And that's what you notice every week at the pump. You'll be doing a lot less of that. Um, but there's even a bigger cost savings, which is in the maintenance cost to your vehicle. So those big ticket maintenance uh, services will come up much less often when you're Vanpooling and using the Vanpool service. 
Um, also, van pooling helps the environment, reduces your carbon footprint, and also reduces the need for new roads, which is really great. Um, and there's also the benefit of found time. So you can catch up on your work, take your laptop with you in the van, read some emails, maybe read a book, catch a nap, and also get to know your coworkers better. So there's a lot of actual benefits to van pooling. Mm -hmm. uh, Andy, can you talk about the new fare structure that you've implemented to make riding van pools easier? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the main priorities of the business support team is to always be looking for ways to improve our service and make life easier for our customers. And as Lynn can probably attest to, we're certainly hyper-focused on continually making improvements to our program mm -hmm. and providing a service that our customers will continue to love using. So with that in mind, we decided to take a closer look this past year at how our van pool fares are structured, which admittedly found that they are rather complicated. Mm -hmm. um, and so just to give you an idea of how that how they're currently structured is that they're currently uh, our fares are calculated using three different variables so that is the daily round trip miles so that's just how far the group travels to and from their workplace the weekly commute days which is the number of days they commute so we have some groups that commute maybe only four days and some that commute all seven days and then the number of riders in the group which obviously we can have you know three to fifteen is what we can accommodate right now so all of those come together to to um, form the the monthly fare that each rider pays so with that many variables, that equates to about 420 different van pool fares with over 2,000 fare options when you factor in the number of weekly commute days. So that's a lot. Um, and as you can imagine, there are a number of challenges resulting from having that many variables and that many fares. And so a couple of things to think about is that it takes our team a, a lot of time and doing to track those uh, different variables and make sure that our customers' fares are calculated correctly each month. And keep in mind that you know every time a person joins or leaves a group um, or a group's route changes, we then have to adjust their fare, and that happens a lot every month. We have a lot of people coming and going, and a lot of route changes, and so that's again another another calculation that has to happen, and an adjustment for everybody's fare and on their statement each month. All right, so the adjustments are typically minor, but we found that it's more complicated than it really needs to be, and so the best solution to the challenges created by our current fare structure is implementing a flat rate fare model, and that's using only one variable, which will be the daily round trip miles. The new fare structure reduces the number of fares from 420 down to 6, and this means our customers will pay a predictable, simple flat rate fare regardless of how many people are in their group or how many days a week they commute. And this is especially important to our customers who take advantage of commute subsidies offered by their employer, as they often have to identify what their van pool fare is going to be months in advance when they make that election. So that's going to help them out a lot in being able to predict that. It also simplifies several of our internal processes and you know, that will make things feel a lot better for us internally, which in turn will allow us to focus much more time on customer service and, and making customer experience improvements. Um, yeah, the, so the flat rate fare itself, that we, we took that to the board this last fall and that was approved by the, the board, I believe in November, in early November, and currently we're working on some software updates. So we use a program called RidePro and that's what facilitates pretty much everything we do with Vanpool, including our customer statements. And so one thing that they're doing is they're currently working on programming in that new flat rate fare into that programming. Um, so it should be ready to launch here in the coming months. And so we plan to do an extensive campaign and obviously put that out to the community and our Vanpool customers starting in March. And that will detail obviously the new fare structure and our implementation timeline. But yeah, we're just, we're really excited about doing that and the new fare structure. And, and it just, yeah, overall will provide just a much more streamlined fare model for our customers. It makes a lot of sense because I'm thinking about people who ride the bus. Um, they can buy a monthly pass and so, or have their employer subsidize it. So I suppose this would be similar. Like you know how much you're going to be spending each month 
rather than have it be variable, which, you know, for personal budgets makes a lot of sense. Yeah, which is, we're, we're excited about that because it will, again, will only be that daily round trip mile. So as long as that their commute doesn't change, they'll pay the same no matter how many people come or go or if they change their work schedule and how many days they go to work. So it'll be a lot, lot more predictable and, and stable. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, Andy, the, the pandemic has impacted van pooling since a lot of people began working from home. But now that we're seeing some commuters back on the road, uh, this probably means that some van pools at least are back in business. So what is your outlook for van pools this year as far as ridership and new groups forming? Oh, that's a really great question. It's something that not only us but other agencies are, are continuing to look at. But you know, the interesting thing is, is we've already seen an increase in ridership and total number of groups since the lows of the COVID pandemic in, in mid-2020. And it appears that those ridership numbers have held relatively steady throughout 2021 and have continued that same pattern into this year as well. So we anticipate that that will be the case, hopefully throughout the year. You know, but and with that said, we certainly need to acknowledge some of those challenges that we are facing. I mean, there are some real challenges in building, you know, our ridership numbers back to pre-pandemic levels, considering the number of employers that are implementing permanent telework or hybrid work options. And so that's certainly something that we're, we're factoring into how we look at that. You know, and then also, uh, as far as uh, we do have an in-house sales and outreach team managed by Brenda, and you know, we have all the confidence in the world in them and, and, and what they're doing to promote Vanpool and to bring on new customers and new groups. And so we know that they're gearing up to have a, a big 2022, and we're excited to see what they do as far as expanding the program from a sales and outreach standpoint. But you know, one thing to consider, and while ridership is important, um, and certainly something that we are focused on and, and want to improve all the time, but... You know, one positive that has resulted from the pandemic and maybe that reduction in, in service is that we've been able, this has created really a unique opportunity for us to focus on some of the qualitative aspects of our program. So one of those being uh, new service options. And so looking forward, we can, um, you know, we're seeing that hybrid work options are likely to continue to increase and we want to be able to accommodate those that may not be traveling to the office every day, but still are on some days. And so with that in mind, we have been looking for ways to build additional flexibility into our van pool program that would accommodate the hybrid commuter. And we think the best way to do that is through the introduction of a permanent daily rider option. The customers will be able to go to our website, select the days that they need to commute, and reserve an open seat on one of our van pool groups that matches their commute. We're still a few months out from introducing this new service, but we're excited to say that we will be the first public van pool pro program in the nation to offer this type of daily rider service featuring online reservation notification and payment platform. We think this option makes a lot of sense for adapting our current Vanpool program to the evolving work environment and expanding our service to those that may not otherwise consider Vanpool as a viable commute option. So in, in that scenario, if, I, if I'm one of these people who is just working a few days a week, I might be riding with a, with a different group of folks depending on which Vanpool is going my way? or Yeah, potentially. So, so again, think about kind of like that Expedia service. So, we'll, so what we'll do is, we'll, and it might not work for every Vanpool group, and again, it's new and we'll probably do a pilot before we do that, but we really think this is kind of the next iteration of Vanpool and just creating that flexibility of, uh, for the hybrid commuter. And so, yes, what they'll be able to do is go to our, our website and enter in their commute. So whatever days that they're thinking of commuting in a week or a month or whatever. And then that will pull up the, the, our active van pool groups, any, any groups that match their commute. Mm -hmm. And then it will say, okay, there's these seats available on these days. And then they can go ahead and select those seats. And it might be with the same group. It might be with different groups, whatever, you know, whatever matches their schedule. They can then reserve that. The system will then send out notifications to that group, the drivers, the bookkeepers, us here at, at you know, headquarters is where we're operating that keeping everybody on the same page that happens all automatically and then it also processes their payment so they'll be able to pay for that service and then know they'll get continue to get notifications up until the day that they're you know stepping on to to take that ride. Hmm. That sounds pretty pretty well coordinated it 
Reminds me of how in some larger cities they have Uber pool, where a van is an Uber driver is going one direction in a van and people can just join in as needed. So I, that gives you a lot of flexible options. It sounds like yeah, no, it, well, it kind of is. It is kind of like that same service, and that that is really the the key thing that we're aiming at is that flexibility. Just mm-hmm. just being because you know. I mean, our, our traditional commuter groups, I mean, those I think will st- continue to, to stick around and we certainly want to expand that, but it's also kind of looking to how do we how do we evolve with that changing work environment to accommodate those folks that still might use public transportation services, but just aren't right now because of their, their work schedules or even know that that's an option. So, which admittedly it isn't right now, right? So that's what we're hoping to introduce to, to the community here. Okay, yeah, it sounds good. Um, Lynn, the van pool vehicles spend a lot of time out and about in the Puget Sound area supporting those commuters and what kind of support is often offered uh, by the team here in-house for those who drive and ride in a van pool? So a Pierce Transit van pool staff member is assigned to each group and the van pool group can contact their go-to staff member for anything they need. Um, Questions about their van pool service, help paying fares, maintenance issues, you name it. We're there to help answer the questions. And we also provide after-hours service in case of emergency, such as accident or vandalism. And our customers have access to us 24-7, 365. So as Andy mentioned a minute ago, the monthly fare covers everything from the office support we just talked about to use of the vehicle, the fuel, and the maintenance costs. And as I understand it, if you know every so often the van pools have to come in for a regular service and and you guys get a substitute van ready is that how it works for yes yes so we take care of the maintenance needs for the group Um, we advise them when they're due for service have a, a spare van clean fueled and ready for them have them come in and swap out the keys and uh, be on their way and then we advise them when their van's ready for pickup and they come back and get it Okay, so there's no downtime for the commuters. It, they have a van for when they need it, exactly. taking folks to work. And, and what, maybe while we're on that topic, I just want to say that the, the, the maintenance team and the van shop folks, I mean, they do a phenomenal job of servicing the vans. I mean, they're always Johnny on the spot, happy, you know, happy to do this certain situations and get people on the road and accommodate our customers. So I just want to give them a shout out, I guess, and just, you know, we certainly appreciate their good work and them taking such good care of our customers. And, you know, one thing that kind of goes hand in hand with that is we're also looking to expand those service options. So looking to um, not necessarily contract out service, but looking for, for, we certainly still do service here at Pierce Transit, but looking for other areas and locations that customers, to give them those options, you know, to get like basic services done. In a previous episode, Andy, we, um, I talked to some folks about the new electric buses that have been uh, brought on to Pierce Transit's fleet. So could you tell us what new technologies are being implemented in the Vanpool program and are there any plans to go electric for Vanpools? Yeah, well, again, you know, we're always looking to improve our service. So as far as incorporating new technologies and going electric, I mean, that's certainly something that we're, we're again, hyper-focused on doing. And, you know, increasing the number of electric vehicles in our Vanpool fleet is certainly something that we'll continue to pursue. I mean, we already have eight hybrid vehicles, and that was a kind of pilot program that launched a few years ago with mm-hmm. the Tacoma, uh, Tacoma Public Utilities. And, you know, currently those are typically utilized by that, that organization just because they have the charging stations to facilitate those vehicles. And so... Um, but that being said, yeah, we're, we're certainly interested in identifying additional public and private se- sector partners that would allow us to grow our electric van pool fleet, for sure. 
you know, and, and something in addition, not only, you know, you mentioned new, uh, new technologies and going electric, I mean, that's something we obviously want to look at and incorporate as many hybrid vehicles as, as feasible. Um, but we all, all are also looking at adding um, some smaller vehicles to our fleet as well. Just with the, the laws recently changed to where we can allow a minimum of three riders in a van pool as mm. opposed to five. And so what that allows us to do is just gives us more flexibility in what a group and how that makeup looks. And so what we're doing is we're going to actually start incorporating some smaller five-passenger vehicles. A lot of those will probably be hybrid or electric to some extent. We don't know exactly the make of those yet. But um, incorporating those into our fleet is exciting because that just allows us some more flexibility on what that looks like when we um, when we start a group. So that, that will be, we'll be starting to look at that here at the end of this year moving into 2023 as far as adding those smaller vehicles. So the, the name Vanpool may be more of a general umbrella category if we get yeah. crossovers and You know, that's things. interesting you mentioned that. Yeah, the, the Vanpool, that, that's kind of probably will become kind of more archaic terminology, right? I mean, in, in, in a sense, I think that's how we can define it, but it's more like the, the public ride sharing, right? It's kind of looking to those services like the Ubers of the world and, and trying to you know, incorporate some of that flexibility. And, and yeah, I think that's how we kind of are starting to look at that as more of that public ride sharing service. Mm-hmm. Um, Lynn, as you uh, told us in your introduction, you've been with the Vanpool team for many years. So thinking back kind of over the trends and the history that you've seen here at Pierce Transit, what do you think the future holds for Vanpools and Vanpool programs? Well, back in the day before COVID, we used to have a wait list. All of our vans were out in service, um, which was fantastic. And the world has changed a little bit since then. And now with more workers teleworking, we're seeing fewer van pools on the road. But as Andy said, that's an opportunity for us to do some qualitative changes to the service and make it better for our customers. So as some employees are returning to the office, van pool groups are also returning to the road. Um, I think the flexibility of the ongoing daily rider option that Andy mentioned will really help commuters who are returning to the office part-time. Mm -hmm. And I think van poolers will also always make sense for those who need to commute to work and the more they ride in the van pool and leave their personal vehicle at home the more they'll save so here's here's kind of an off-the-cuff question for both of you talking about those other vehicles that might join the fleet what would your dream van pool vehicle be oh without if a doubt could, a tesla, tesla. I've, already, I've already told kim and others here that that if we can, you know, figure out a, a partnership with Elon Musk, and if he's listening to this, give, give me a call because <laughs> we would love to be the first van pool program in the nation to offer electric Teslas for for sure, or some sort of electric vehicle, you know, mm -hmm. of, of similar caliber. I will echo that answer. Yeah, Tesla would be fantastic. <laughs> Come on, Elon, let's go. <laughs> I I smell a partnership in the works. <laughs> Well, we've, we've come to the end of another episode, but I'd like to thank you both, Andy and Lynn, for pulling back the curtain, as we say, and allowing us to explore the inner workings of Pierce Transit, and in particular, van pools. So thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Next time on South Sound Connected, We'll take a look at another aspect of service provided to our community by Pierce Transit. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share the podcast link with your friends and be sure to subscribe. For more information about Pierce Transit Vanpool Program and the agency in general, feel free to visit the website at piercetransit.org. Thanks for listening. <laughs>